Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, stay tuned for the conclusion of last week's message. Faith is evidence that God has given that something exists where my physical self can't see it. But because of my relationship with God, faith allows my soul and my spirit to see what my eyes can never see. Can I talk to you just for a moment? Why did you give your heart and life to Jesus Did not you hope that you would inherit eternal life? I think the answer is yes. But the reality is you can't see eternal life. Matter of fact, if you look at what you see, it tells you every day that life is quickly coming to an end. If you look at pictures from 10 years ago, it'll show you that you ain't what you used to be. It'll tell you that your eyes ain't as strong as they were 10 years ago. That's why you're carrying glasses around. Matter of fact, if you're anything like me, you got glasses everywhere because you can't see like you used to see. Lord, help me here. And time tells me that I can't run as fast as I used to run. I can't pick up what I used to pick up. I can't hang like I used to hang. Time tells me that this physical body is dying and is going away. My my eyes are growing weak. My steps are growing short. For some, your hair is growing thin. And you realize that time is passing away. But somehow, you are able to hope that I've got eternal life even though I can't see it. What I see is life is failing. But what I hope in is eternal life. And I've got evidence of eternal life from the Word of God. The Word of God has signed my deed. That says I shall have what I hope for. And I only hope for it because he gave me the hope of it. By his death on the cross. Had he not gotten up from the grave, I would have no hope. And nor would you. The Bible says, in fact, we would be men and women most pitiable. Our gospel would be in vain. Our worship would be in vain. It would be empty had he not gotten up. But because of Christ and because of what he did for us, we have hope in him and we have evidence of what we cannot see. It's the proof. It's the testing of God regarding the things not seen. What are the things not seen? Things not seen exist not in the earthly realm of things. The things not seen exist in a spiritual realm. So faith in God is faith in a spiritual realm, not a physical realm. In other words, faith is evidence in a realm that I can't see But because God said it's there and he cannot lie, I know it's there. And so I hope in that which he has told me because I believe him because he is God. 
Faith is in this realm that is outside of what I can grab hold of if I don't have the spirit in me. If I am spiritually dead, I can't hope in spiritual realms. Lord, help us today. And so therefore, if I'm only a carnal man and a physical being, the only faith I can have is in what I can see, what I can touch, what I can handle, what I can manipulate, what I can control. But let me help you here. Faith in God is exists in a realm that you cannot control. I'm trying to help somebody sleep tonight. If you could just put your faith in the realm of the spiritual unseen things, God will take care of it. And you can lay down tonight, go to sleep and have good rest and not worry about a thing because the reality is you can't fix it no how. And if it was up to you in your realm, you couldn't handle it. So God put it in a realm that we couldn't touch faith operates in the realm of the invisible it is evidenced in the realm of the invisible and watch this and faith proves is mine even though it's there it's mine because God has deeded it to me through his blood and so faith proves that what I've hoped for, I will possess. It's the evidence of things not seen. Anybody ever been to a court and been in a situation or you watch TV, I'm sure, and what they do in the court situation is they will bring a trial before a judge or a jury, and in the process of the prosecutor or the defending attorney presenting their case, they always have to present evidence, and the evidence will either prove or disprove the charges that are being brought. Y'all still here? And so if you're lying on your bed, let's say you're sick, and we're going to take your case to court. I'm going to allow the evidence to be brought from the doctors and the x-ray technician and the MRI specialist and the, the blood uh, hematologist, and I'm going to allow all of them to come and march in before the court, and they're going to lay out their case before the, the jury or before the judge. And when they come in and lay out their case and lay out their conditions and lay out their historical facts and all of that, and they'll say this person has stage four and it's so much time and based on this amount of degradation of their memory or their physical ability or their blood degradation or whatever it is, we have presupposed and determined based on all of our analytical data that the evidence proves that this is the result that's going to happen. That's how they do. And so so if we were in, in that scenario, I'm just trying to help somebody here because maybe maybe you're in a scenario where the earthly evidence says you ain't never going to make this. But then what I'm going to do is I'm going to invite faith into the courtroom and then I'm going to allow faith to sit on the witness stand and I'm going to let faith start speaking out of things that nobody can see. 
And faith says by next week, this person that you're saying is not going to live, is going to be up eating and drinking and enjoying their family. Faith says, I've got evidence, I've got proof that this person will be here 10 years from now and they'll still be living and they'll still be enjoying their family and they'll still be physically fit. Faith says, this is not what it seems. But faith says, these are, the, these are my, my accusations. And so the judge or the prosecutor will say, well, we need evidence of it. And so faith says, let me carry you into the spirit realm because my evidence is not in the earthly realm. My evidence is not in the x-ray. My evidence is not in the MRI. My evidence is not in that doctor's analytical data. My evidence is in the word of God. My evidence is in the spirit of God. My evidence is in a place that you need to have me take you to so faith takes us by the spirit into a realm and points out to us all the all the deeds that God Lord help me here all the deeds that God has signed off for on your behalf and so we see a deed in glory of you watching your children graduate from high school five years from now we see a deed that says you will be there when your grandchildren are born and you'll be there when your great grandchildren I'm trying to help somebody here because what is in the spirit realm is not the same as what's in the physical realm but there's evidence there in the spirit realm because God has signed off on it. Faith takes me to that realm that agrees with God. Faith anticipates the future. Lord, help me here. It, It looks forward into the spirit realm anticipating the future realizing that what you see today is not the end. Romans chapter 8, verse 24 and 25 says, Hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? Y'all still here? But if hope for what we do not see, if we hope for what we do not see, then we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Faith allows you to persevere And wait on what God has for you because you know it's coming. Y'all still here? This is good stuff. So here is my question once again. What are you hoping for? And the things that you're hoping for, are they merely earthly things? If you have no hope beyond this world, you are hopeless. Because you can look around you and see this world is quickly fading but our hope has to be beyond this world it has to be otherworldish it has to be into eternity and then we've got to know how can I get there Jesus gave us the answer to that I am the way I'm the truth I'm the life nobody can get there except they come through me so we need to hope in him so my hope now is in him and my faith is in him because faith always follows hope are y'all still here I'm trying to wrap all this together for you. Now, then the text comes back and gives us the results of faith. We've seen the nature of faith, the realm of faith, but the results of faith is this. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 2. For by it, that is by faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. 
by it, by faith, the elders obtained the good testimony. The elders are those who have preceded us, those who have gone on before us, those who were here before us. By faith, they obtained a good testimony. They, they by, the, by their obedience to God's word, by their hope in God's word, by their faith in God's word, they have, uh, those elders have gone through trials and tribulations. Those elders have gone through money shortages and, and, and job situations that fell apart. They've gone through sickness and disease. They've gone through barrenness and floods and fires. They've gone through wars and rumors of wars. The elders who were before us, they've been through all these things and And they endured and obtained a good report. Y'all still here? They endured by faith because they looked into a realm that was invisible. And because of a word from God alone, they had hope in what they could not see. And when their hope was in what they could not see, they wrapped their hands around the substantive, invisible things that God had already deeded to them. And they kept pressing their way through, realizing that what I'm dealing with now does not compare to what God has ahead of me. Lord, help us today. And so the results were they got or obtained a good testimony. When I was in school, I did not care what my fellow classmates thought or how they evaluated my work. You know why? Because they were not the ones that were going to give me a passing or a failing grade. Y'all still here with me? My focus was whether I agreed with it or not. But my focus was to satisfy the teacher's requirements for the class. I'm going somewhere. Because what I wanted at the end of the class, at the end of the semester, I wanted an A. And if they were giving out pluses, I wanted that too. Y'all still here? So I wasn't an average student. I was an overachiever. I, I wanted all of it. I wanted everything. And so if there was extra credit, I'm going to give you the extra credit. I'm going to do that too. I wanted everything. But so my, my, watch this, my functionality during the quarter or that semester was always driven to satisfy to the highest degree everything that the instructor had put on his paper, his, his class notes or, or whatever, whatever he he said we needed to do to get the highest grade. That was my focus because at the end of the semester, I wanted a passing grade. Y'all still here? And so what I realized is that I don't just carry that attitude in education. I carry that attitude in my relationship with God. And here it is, brothers and sisters. Let me first of all say I love you. But I don't care about the grade you give me. Because at the end of my semester, at the end of my journey, I only care about the one who can say, well done. Thy good and faithful servant. And so um, I'm looking forward to live, Lord, by faith. Because the just, the Bible says it this way, shall live. 
by faith and when I say I'm living by faith um, Kettering Baptist Church I'm trying to say I'm living looking into invisible places I'm living hoping in what you cannot see I'm living hoping and believing in everything that the word of God says if God says I need to do it this way I don't care if you don't like it I'm not here to please you because your grade doesn't help me I'm looking to please the one who enlisted me in the service I want to please my savior and so therefore I want to be like the saints of old I want to be a one who gets a passing grade this chapter 11 goes on to lay before us a great list of those who obtained a passing grade the bible here says Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain by faith he didn't know how and what it was going to bring to him but he looked into the invisible saw a deed with his name on it and he brought a more excellent sacrifice he didn't just bring enough no 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 he brought the first fruits of his fruit of his field and he brought it to the Lord he didn't say well you know I don't know if I give this I might not have enough for me no Cain brought a more excellent sacrifice and he obtained favor from God Enoch by faith did not see death Lord have mercy he was translated that's what the Bible says here Uh, Jonah I'm sorry Noah acted on things that were not seen and and built an ark when God said it's going to rain and nobody had ever seen rain. Lord have mercy because what Noah was able to do was to look into the spiritual invisible realm and believe God at his word and by faith he took his time to build an ark so that when rain finally came Lord have mercy because I want you to know that that which is in the invisible if God said it is coming to pass and the Bible says it rained Lord have mercy did it rain it rained for 40 days and 40 nights and when it rained everybody who made fun and gave a failing report to Noah they were the ones that were caught up in the water but God said to Noah well done Lord help us today by faith Abraham took up from his family left everything mama daddy sisters and brothers went to a place that God said I'll show you when I get there I don't know how you are this morning but I ain't leaving my family if God haven't tell me how I'm gonna get there when I'm gonna get there who's gonna be there am I gonna like it what's the weather like I'm going to survive and all that. But by faith, Abraham took up, left everything and everybody behind. And God accounted it to him for righteousness. Sarah, I love the way the wording of the text says here in Hebrews. The text says that Sarah received strength to conceive by faith. Lord, help us today. I'm trying to help us in, in individually and collectively to see that there is a positive aspect, a strengthening aspect, a necessary aspect called faith. And by faith, we, as well as the elders who have gone before us, can obtain a good report. You can live your whole life down here and never exercise faith in Christ. Die and spend your eternity in hell. Or you can look into the invisible, the worlds that have not yet been seen, the heavens that are spoken of by the word of God but not ever touched or ever handled, 
And you can believe in that and let your hope be in that through Christ Jesus who made it possible. And by faith, you'll receive a good testimony from God. Here's the reality. You've already been exercising faith because by faith, you bought that house that you're living in right now for those of you who are purchasing. You had no idea that you were going to have a job to pay that mortgage for 30 years. But you signed the papers anyhow, didn't you? That was faith. That was a big faith movement. that You, you anticipated for the next 30 years that I'm going to be able to pay all this money. And I don't know if you ever looked at all the money they, they collect after the interest is added. You didn't pay 10 times what the house was originally sold for. But by faith, you signed the line anyway, the contract, and said, I agree. By faith. When you had your children, that was a faith move. Lord, have mercy. I know you just wanted to dress them up pretty. But by faith, uh, you trusted God that God is going to bring me a healthy baby with ten fingers and ten toes. By faith, you went on and did what you did and brought them into the world, not knowing how I'm going to feed these rascals or whether they're going to be good children or bad children. Or That was a faith move. Matter of fact, for those of you who still have children, that's faith. It takes faith to raise children. I know I got a few witnesses in the house. You've already exercised a lot of faith in your life. For those who have retired, by faith you retired. You retired believing that your 401k or that your company or organization that told you, I'm going to pay you for the rest of your life, that they meant what they said. I'm trying to help somebody right here. If you can believe the federal government, <clears throat> if you can believe your employer, how much more should you be able to believe God when he says, I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. I'll redeem you from your wickedness and I'll guarantee you a home in glory. Oh yeah, that's a great place to put my faith. I mean, I, I'm, not a, a, I'm, not, I'm not trying to bash the federal government, but you trusted them with the rest of your life? Your health care and all that and the way they're changing things. How much more should we be able to put our faith in God and his written word, which is immutable and unchangeable? And what he says, he means. I encourage you, Kettering, today to put your faith in God. Because the nature of faith is, it is a substantive thing we hope for with evidence that we can't even see. That the realm of faith is in the spiritual realm with the signature of God on it that proves that you have a right to possess it. The results of faith is that by exercising faith, you obtain a good testimony. A good report card from the one who it really counts. God will say to you, well done. 
good, and faithful servant. Come on in and enjoy the pleasures of heaven if you place your faith in him. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together and we invite you to join us for one of our Spirit-filled worship services Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.